Betches Media presents. Will you suck? I'm in. To fix this water problem. Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. And I, oh, goodbye, Kyle. At Betches. Rise and shine. Hello and welcome back to At Betches. I'm Sean Kilby. I'm Chris Burns. I'm Sarah Levine. And you guys, it is so good to be back with you because I've been on quarantine for like a week and a half and I'm so lonely. Welcome to my life all the time. (laughs) Yeah, don't you uh, at least live with your girlfriend? That's true. I am living with someone. And remarkably, we're getting along way better than you would ever think. I think most people are at each other's (laughs) door. But Sarah, do you have a roommate? How are you getting by? I do have a roommate. We're actually doing fine, except for the fact that our lease is up in May and I need to invent a time machine because I kid you not, like probably March 5th, we gave them our notice that we were going to move out because everything was nice and great. And we were like, oh, we kind of want a bigger apartment. And now I'm like, can we forget that happened? (laughs) I think they would let you. Chris, how are you holding up with your roommates and stuff? I'm at my parents' house, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh my god, we got to talk. We got to talk about all this stuff. Uh, before we do, uh, Chris, you want to tell us what's happening at Betches this week? Um, okay, guys, if you're ready for what's happening at Betches, we have a four-year quarantainment email. Since we're all stuck inside at home and ready to die of boredom for the next couple weeks, instead of giving you pop culture articles, we'll be re- releasing a binge list of all things to do while you're quarantined. Things to watch, things to listen to, things to read, things to cook, even memes. If you can believe it, we at Betches <laughs> are giving you memes. So subscribe. <laughs> subscribe at Betches.co slash quarantine. We also have the Bride's Newsletter coming out weekly as usual on next, starting next week, Tuesday, March 24th, as a go-to source for all things weddings, plannings, wedding drama, etc so subscribe now so you don't miss it betches.co backslash brides newsletter when is a better time to plan your wedding than when you are stuck in your apartment <laughs> with your betrothed <laughs> well I, I will say you know like everybody wants to bring perspective at a time like this and, and say what matters and what doesn't matter you could knock a bride for making a big deal about her wedding getting canceled that would be devastating I'm sorry, but there are so many weddings for the next two months that people pour tens of thousands of dollars into that are just not yeah. going to happen. I feel for those people. I do, honestly, too, because like if on the miracle that I was actually getting married and then <laughs> some crazy <laughs> disease made me cancel it, like yeah. I would be burning the world down. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys, actually, I want to talk about, we're going to talk about um, romance in the time of coronavirus because Chris has a story for us. But uh, before we get into the episode, I'm just going to tell you what we're talking about today. First of all, we're going to tell you how we're getting through the crisis, staying sane in our own homes. Barely. Yeah. I want to talk about last Wednesday, which I feel like was one of the biggest tipping point days in our lifetimes. So we'll discuss that. <laughs> Plus all the celebrities who have tested positive um, the most cringeworthy celebrity co- coronavirus posts. Sarah's going to walk us through those, and there are some amazing ones. Plus, all the entertainment. We want honestly, we want to have fun today. You can't ignore coronavirus, but a lot of our favorite things on TV, including The Bachelorette, movie theaters, Broadway, sports, everything is shut down. So we're going to discuss those things 
in this episode. But first off, Chris, tell us about how, okay. So you went upstate to your parents' house. Yes, I did. So I was home, home. Um, my family is upstate, my brothers, my parents, and my mom had been like, you should come home. You should come home. You should come <laughs> home. Um, my brothers are very like, if there's an apocalypse, we're going to fight our way out of it type of people. Um, and so they were like, you should come home. And finally I was like, I should just go home. Like, why am I staying in Brooklyn? At least here it's like multiple room home. <laughs> and I have like friends being quarantined or like self-quarantining in walking distance to my parents' house. So like, you know, <laughs> It was the it was the move, but I don't know because if it's six months, I was gonna say that's actually that's actually like my logic for kind of staying in Queens is because I know people within walking distance, but my parents are only like twenty minutes away, really, like on Long Island, so I feel like it's not yeah. that serious. Yeah, I mean, so. But- I don't know. I just don't want to move. Like the grocery store is a block from me. I hate driving. I mean, I also am worried about like, you know, risking like getting my parents sick. Like, I don't want to do that. Well, that's what I said to them like 500 times. And they were literally like, no, we like both my brothers have been here many times. And like my older brother was still going into work for a long time because he works at a place that like you have to be there my younger brother works at a school so like they were like if we got it we got it from them so i was like okay i mean i don't know what else to do yeah well it is i i think what that speaks to though is there is a little bit of paralysis in figuring out what you're supposed to do what is actually the responsible thing to do because everybody i think the three of us included and everyone at Betches, we've all gone through this cycle of doubt where we're like, okay, how big of a deal is this? Betches was one of the first places that I know of among my friends to start allowing people to work from home. And then, so last week, I want to say, was it Wednesday yeah. was the first day that we all went work from home? Yeah. 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 So I was out last week. So Sean. I got a sore throat the Saturday before last week. Oh, so I God. was the first person in the office to stay home. But I was doing it as a precaution because I have no other symptoms. I went to the doctor. He's like, look, you don't have a temperature, but he can't test. This is very, it's a frustrating thing. If you are sick, it is so hard to get tested for this thing. So I was playing it safe because I didn't want to expose anybody else. I've been outside maybe five times in the last week. I'm completely symptom free now. The likelihood that I have coronavirus is super low, but I was proud of our company for being proactive. I think that's really good. Um, But things didn't really get really real to me until last Wednesday when t- three, a, a couple things happened simultaneously. One of them was Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson tested positive. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden it became real for people. And then mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys were following this closely, but the moment the NBA suspended their season, I think was the moment the rest of the country, the rest of industry started taking it seriously. What do you guys think? I mean, I know nothing about sports, but I think it, the the general consensus in the office was kind of like, yeah, the NBA is not going to pass up an opportunity to make money. And then once they did, it was kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah. 
I think the same. I think also in the office, because at the beginning of the week, they, like, offered us that we could work from home if we wanted to. Um, and then Wednesday was, like, you have to. So I think at the beginning, it, we were all like, oh, it's, like, the people who you would know would work from home. <laughs> like, it's the people that, like, are germaphobes that are working sure. from home. And then when it became, like, you have to, I was like, okay, this is, like, getting kind of concerning. Um and now those germaphobes, I'm like, smart. They were the smart ones from the beginning. Um, so well, I don't know. And now, like, like it... with the Met Gala and stuff, I'm like, that's like $15 million they take in. And it's not till May and it's already canceled. It just Wait, got canceled. How does it make money right? when nobody pays for tickets and, like, it's basically just a free invite only event? I no, I think even if you get invited, you have to pay. Oh. Uh, what a fucking scam <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you're invited but you it comes with like if you go it's a thirty thousand dollar donation okay okay i did that's not what i'm assuming is making and i think sense. people donate a lot more when they're there also right it's a fundraising event yeah. So obviously, yeah, they're bringing in tons of money. I mean, they'll probably get that money, even if it doesn't take place. It could take place months from now. But we also are so in limbo right now that we have no idea how long we're going to be stuck doing I mean, the social distancing yeah. thing. And we have no, even less idea how long it's going to be before gatherings like going to Broadway, going to the Met Gala can even take place again. I know. It's really I strange. It, like, I, here's the, I, I do not remember... A moment like this in our history i kind of in some ways our response has been disappointing the fact that you can't get tested is a very disappointing thing but on the other hand i think collectively people are doing their part the social distancing thing not just out of self-interest but people really don't want to get each other sick and it and it, after last wednesday so it's been a little under week we have seen a transformation where people are taking it very seriously and it's kind of honestly i'm a little inspired by people I mean, Sarah, you're doing the Lord's work by staying in and watching Parks and Rec all week. Thank you, right? I'm memeing. Everyone's like, Sarah, we need your memes right now. And I'm like, it's really hard because I'm constantly in a state of like panic and freak out, but I do it for you guys. I know. <laughs> um, I will say though, like, it's kind of crazy because I was in Atlanta like the weekend of March 5th and it was like, we were joking about it. Like everybody was out. It like wasn't a big deal yet. And the tide changed so quickly that by next weekend, like people were still out, but it was at the point where it was like, what are you fucking doing? Like yeah. you asshole, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. Mm -hmm. I had a drag brunch like last Sunday and it was like sold out. The people are living. And then literally the next day was like when everything got. Yeah, the shit like, hit the fan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's and then the one of the queens that I, mm -hmm. one of the queens that I did the brunch with, like, uh, on Thursday had like a fever and all of this. And I was like, oh my God, we're all going to fucking die. But then she went to get tested. They wouldn't test her because of like the same reason, I guess, with you. Um, but she's good now. Yeah, this is the other thing that like is a little bit scary. And if you're listening to this and still think the coronavirus is not a big deal, I really want you to wake up. I would appreciate if you would start staying home if you can. But one of the things that happens is there there's a, a period of time where you can have no symptoms and it's so hard to get tested. And then you're out just living your life. And then you turn around and you find out you have it. But during that whole period, you could have been infecting people. So we kind of it's the only way 
to make sure you're not spreading it. You, you should almost assume you have it. Really yeah, some people don't show it. symptoms at all. Like some they can have like, it. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy because we are the generation that constantly makes jokes about staying home, watching Netflix, and when the time comes to put our money where our mouth is, nobody wants to do it. I'm like, guys, we've been waiting for this moment. We've been training. We should all be pumped. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. It's great. That's what I was saying this to Jesse Jollis uh, the other day. I was like, this is like what we've always wanted. And now that we've had it, <laughs> it's like, now. Uh... Literally, you want what you can't I know, have. it's true. Well, there is. I guess. I know. Well, it almost is teaching people that as introverted as they are, you kind of go outside your apartment more than you think. Oh yeah. I will say this week, most weekends during the winter time, especially I'll just be at home with my girlfriend and most of the weekend will go by and I'll get this sense of guilt that I didn't do anything the entire day that like my whole day compri was comprised of going outside to pick up a coffee and come back. And the rest was just binge watching shit. Yeah. And this Sunday, Sunday, the end of Sunday came around and I felt like a sense of duty, like I'd accomplished something by yes. doing nothing. This is how we're fighting our world war. Like, this it. is it. We're on the front line in our apartments, on our couches. Yeah. <laughs> That's I what I, I saw a tweet that was like, your grandparents had to go to foreign countries to fight yeah. a war. You can stay home and watch TV. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now, I will say the other thing, though, is the parts of me, if it's two weeks, it's not a big deal. If it's two months, I'll be singing a different tune. I mean, if it's yeah. six months. Well, six, this is the thing. If it's going, if it looks like the status quo is not changing and it's going to be six months, people are just not going to continue on the trend that we have. We won't be able to maintain the social distancing thing if it looks like it's going to be six months. People are going to be like, fuck it. I'll just get sick. Right. We well, would I all think... go a little bit stir crazy, but like, again, hopefully it doesn't come to that yeah i think it'll be like how sort of how it happened where like it'll start to be like okay you can go back to work but there's still not going to be like concerts you know like you can like things like restaurants can open with half capacity but not you know the i think it'll be amazing. like yeah i'm personally hoping that they yeah. at least stagger the openings because we, as we've seen, people are idiots, and if they just open it like a free for all, everyone's going to be wildin', and then we're all going to get sick again. Yeah, everyone's going to be fucking and sucking their way across the city. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. I will say, on the other hand, there has never been a moment like this, like this moment of austerity in our lifetime, or really our parents' lifetime, where we have to try and maybe consider rationing things like fucking toilet paper. What is wrong with people? But also our grandparents and great grandparents generation went through the great depression and they came out of it with totally different habits. A lot of people were, would not assume that their next paycheck is coming and would save more money and would consist and wouldn't waste food. Like this lack of waste or taking things more seriously. Cause when the crisis arrives, when it actually is real and tangible, people change their attitudes. So for example, we may, actually continue washing our hands for the rest of our lives. I'm not going to have skin so on my hands anymore by next year. I mean, honestly, uh. <laughs> like handshakes and like high fives and fist bumps and whatever, uh, or, or especially in Europe, a place like Italy where a kiss on the cheek is a daily thing. Every person you greet, those things might also just fall out of the culture, which would be fascinating if that happened. Yeah. Well, it's also having like an effect on 
the like planet for the positive. True. Like I was reading an article how you can see the bottom of the canals in Venice for the first time in like 50 years because they're not polluted and they're like really? being given time to clear up and like pollution, the air pollution in China is down like 75% because all the factories are closed. Like it definitely will have a positive effect on nature. Yeah. So were you- well, that reminds mm-hmm. me actually of what, um, when we're talking about crazy love tweets and Jamila Jamil kind of posted something to that effect where she's like, I can't help but wonder if this virus is the clap back from mother nature we were waiting for. She wants us to stop moving and consuming and burning or she's going to fuck us all up. And it's like, I'm all for trying to find a silver lining, but come on a little bit. Yeah. That's, that's a glass half empty approach to this thing. It's also bullshit. Yeah. Like I would so rather not have so many people like ill and dying. Like, I, uh, I don't know. I'm also like, I don't like the vague conspiracy theory aspect of that too, you know? Yeah, I mean, oh, I wouldn't tweet it, but... Um, yeah, it's fine to, I know, there's so many things where I'm like, it's fine to think it, I guess, but like, just don't tweet it. I know. Yeah. I want to go through all those in a little bit. I want to talk about all the cringeworthy celebrity coronavirus posts. But I also want to talk yes. quick, quickly about today and yesterday, Regal and AMC, AMC Cinemas announced that they were shutting down all operations for the foreseeable future. It's going to be at least four to eight weeks for AMC, probably going to end up being longer. Um, but that is the next domino to fall in this line of entertainment and dining experiences that have all shut down. It, the Mar- March Madness shutting down was a big deal. Not that, I mean, anybody here really cares about it, but no, Broadway oh, shut down essentially the next day. Your oh no, my bracket, bracket where I literally uh, just the your next Yeah, I literally just pick the, the colleges I've heard of and then that's it. It's my strategy. I know how much yeah, people do means mascots and colors. <laughs> <laughs> but the other one that's huge, and it, it was announced on Monday of this week, at least where we live in New York City, that restaurants and bars are banned from having patrons unless it's takeout, which is so yeah. huge and really is going to impact a lot of hourly workers. Oh, it's going to be devastating. I mean, up until six months ago, my bread and butter was working in restaurants. So like, yeah. I, I think these poor people that I worked with, I mean, unfortunately I was like salary at the restaurant for the past couple of years, but like all these people I know that are servers. And like, I had a friend that got a job on a cruise ship as a dancer like sublet her apartment was in in rehearsals for three weeks and now is has no apartment and no job until August because no. that's when the cruise and now that's when the cruise is gonna go is August so like they're I guess going back to their parents in Connecticut but like it's just crazy that's so bad yeah and then uh, Chris you told us today so all of the Sephora's are closing but they are going to pay all of their workers for the shifts that were scheduled, which that also is, that's a great sign, at least when companies like that are taking responsibility and paying people. I mean, yeah, totally. Does anybody even, other than Chris Burns, who is doing photo shoots on his balcony during coronavirus, does anybody really need makeup right now? Uh, Yes, bitch, but you can still order it online. (laughs) No, <laughs> but no, yeah, what yeah. I'm saying, like, I guess you really don't. Um, but yeah, I did. No, I'm saying, like, honestly, the makeup industry the is going to, they're, 
Yeah, no, the, the makeup industry is going to take a hit. Think about all the little things yeah. that people are not going to be doing. People are not going to be buying clothing as much. I mean, there's all these different examples. People will still be online shopping, but it's got to be a huge percentage drop. But Chris, I also, well, I, I was kidding about you doing a photo shoot. You were uh, social distancing during that because clearly it was from afar. But you also, I noticed, started doing like Instagram live with people uh, because you're just yeah. stuck inside. Yeah, so I, the content is like crazy. Like the, did um, I know Sarah saw it, but Slutty Puffin put up a meme that was so funny. Um, that was like, we need content more now than ever. Um, but we do we really just mining my brain. Yeah. Like my Insta stories are like going crazy and it's just because that's what everyone's doing. It's just like watching anything on, um, on Instagram. So yeah, Jesse yes. Jollis and I are doing a, uh, uh, improv show tonight <laughs> on live. Last night, <laughs> Jesse like did an Insta live of her of her watching Richie Rich. <laughs> like... That's hilarious. <laughs> so no, I mean, these are the things. I, I also yeah, I've noticed. Yeah, this is kind of like our Super Bowl as far as memers go. Yeah, really. <laughs> I've also kind of been amazed by how many people are just making all of their content on Instagram, coronavirus related. Be not just meme accounts, but I'm saying just like everything that I see posted. I wonder how long that will last as well before people get a little bit of coronavirus fatigue. It might already be setting in. Maybe they don't, I'm not even enjoying me saying this right now because I'm talking about it. But I, I think at the and same not time. Not even the fatigue, that's a symptom. <laughs> not even the regular fatigue. Just kidding. But I do, <laughs> I do think that there's, we are in this phase. So this actually happened over in Europe, in Italy and in Spain before it got serious there they had a nice long meme phase where there's like the early meme phase where it's all just jokes about you know like simple throw away jokes and then the latter meme phase after it hits when all anybody wants to do is hear what other people have to say about coronavirus and then comes like the, the terrible phase where you know, we can't handle the number of cases in the country and that's what happened in Italy and I'm hoping it doesn't get to that phase here but this is actually yeah. this cycle that we're experiencing and Italy experienced and Spain experienced is going to happen to every country. It's going to happen in Canada. It's going right. to happen in Mexico. It's going to happen in Czechoslovakia. Like, no one is safe from this thing and everyone thinks they are. We thought we were a week and a half ago. Isn't it the Czech Republic to... now? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, no, it's going to happen in Czechoslovakia too. It's going to happen all con former. It's going to happen in the Soviet Union. Sean is going crazy. He's short circuiting. No, I get it. I mean, we're at least lucky. Like, that's why Italians were like, America, stop being fucking idiots. And we're like, brr, brr, it's all right. And we're like, you know, so at least we have yeah. the head start, hopefully. Yeah. And so while closing bars and restaurants might seem dramatic, like I personally, this is how I am in life. I'm like, I would rather be way overcautious than not cautious enough. Yeah. Um, it's also like idiots like Joe Giudice, uh, Ugh, Teresa what was he? from New Real Housewives of New Jersey's now ex-husband, um, was, is like in Italy because he was deported to Italy. Um, and he's like walking around the empty streets being like, this is so ridiculous. Like everybody needs to grow a pair of cojones. You're afraid of a little flu like it's a cough get over it he's like oh walking my through the streets 
that are completely empty. And it's like, this man is the dumbest man alive. Like, Barry in the office sent me a clip from when him and Teresa 10 years ago were celebrating their anniversary on a helicopter and they're flying over Manhattan. And he was like, oh, look at that park, just like smack dab in the middle of all the buildings. And she's like, Joe, that's Central Park. <laughs> like, this man is <laughs> stupid. Yeah. What I mean, an idiot. He, he well, said, his initial response was yeah. saying that more people die from Viagra, parentheses, heart attack, and drugs than coronavirus. I'm like, first of all, what are you talking about? And second of all, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, and also, like, yeah, obviously, but there's been more, like, it's new, you know? Yeah. It's not, no, it's not like coronavirus has been around as long as nasty. I, I can't even get into his ass. I know. I, know. That, I mean, that one. What a fool. His attitude, his attitude, though, I feel like. What an absolute fool. It, it doesn't seem like that's a rare response, though. You know what I mean? I no. really think a lot of people feel that way until it hits closer to home. Oh, so did you guys hear about, again, no one gives a shit about basketball, but the guy, Rudy Gobert, patient zero for the NBA. <laughs> And what happened with yeah, him? Oh, yeah. Yes. That is so crazy. So the mud, so Wednesday is when we all found out that the NBA was shutting down because he tested positive. But the Monday before, at a press conference, he was asked about coronavirus, and he was trying to demonstrate that it wasn't a big deal. So on his way out the door from this press conference, he made a, a full effort of touching every single person's microphone or, or recording device. And it had, let's talk about that is aged like milk. That is aged so poorly. Like, honestly, that thing. What an absolute moron. Yes. And people yeah, are. Yeah, I was going to say clown, but I'm like, that doesn't cover it. It doesn't cover his, his, one of, one of his, also, like, so far, dick. three. Yeah, it was a dick move, too. That's the other thing, too. It was very, just like we were talking about with Joe Giudice. Like, it doesn't, it, it's, it, that guy not taking it seriously. Next thing you know, he tests positive for it. But, that I would also say, though, although it was a dick move, it being such an easily observable, casual, stupid thing to do has stopped a lot of other people from doing similarly stupid things. There's like yeah. that. I, I really do think that that because he felt it felt like he was so much to blame. Nobody wants to be the next person that you can blame for this. True. You know, public shaming can be a strong tool. <laughs> it's really? super valuable. Uh, speaking of public well, shaming, uh, yeah, wait, what, what, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say somebody that I know from here, my hometown, like their mother posted like three weeks ago, a picture of her or a picture of like someone in a hazmat suit at the airport and was like me still getting on my cruise. Da da da. And now she's like in an induced coma on a respirator and like got coronavirus on her cruise. Wait, this is someone, you know? It's like someone I know from my town. They don't like, I don't, haven't seen her them in years, but I know. Well, that's scary. But it's I like, I cannot God. imagine after, well, after that diamond princess one where 250 American, maybe it wasn't 250 Americans, but 250 people and a couple dozen Americans were trapped on that cruise. I can't believe anybody else was still going on a cruise. Yeah. Like I hope I it was worth it. I hope the shitty buffet food was worth it. Oh my God. Ugh, that's terrible. And now you know what else is terrible? Listen, I know that celebrities aren't more important than us, but Idris Elba is mm. definitely worth 10 Chris Burns. Let's I agree know. on that. 
Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Just like I no, wouldn't but, say ten. Ten, fine. Eight. I'll give eight you. Chris I'll Brown. give you like seven to eight. <laughs> seven. Eight. Idris Elba is the latest celebrity to test positive for coronavirus. Also, the guy who plays Tormund in Game of Thrones. He's a little more obscure, but both those people um, announced it yesterday. What do you guys think about celebrities testing positive? Tom Hanks also, this is a good sign. He was released from the hospital in Australia and he and his wife are now able to stay in self-quarantine in their house in Australia. Um, What do you think about the response to celebrities? Because I do think that it makes it more real for people. Um, I think that it is important for them to be like making those videos because I think it is helping people to like, stay in i think tom hanks was like a huge thing that really made people realize that it's serious yeah sarah what do you think yeah i mean i think like celebrities using their platform to tell people to fucking take this seriously is like important because even last week there was this girl this clip of this girl who got interviewed who got viral who went viral and she was like yeah, I'm 21 and I'm immunocompromised, but I'm not afraid because I'm going to take vitamins. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking serious? And like, apparently people were still trying to go on spring break and like the police had to get people off the beaches and be like, no, seriously, the city's closing. Go the fuck home. And like, like I'm now a paranoid 28 year old, but I think of myself as like a dumbass 20 year old. And it's like, Mm-hmm. you know i understand the impulse to be like yeah we can drink and not take it seriously but so you know if ariana grande or whoever are telling you like no for real don't be an asshole is gonna make people take it seriously then like you know do it yeah this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Speaking of celebrity responses to the coronavirus outbreak, some of them have been worse than others. Um, so the first one that we talked about was Jamila DeMille and her being like, this is Mother Nature telling us to stop using the planet so much. Yeah. I mean, that one like is cringy, but it's also par for the course for Jamila Jamil. This is like not even a stretch for her. That's true. I think a lot of people feel the same way that she does about this thing. So I wouldn't say it's the most cringy, but it's it a does little feel bit like, deaf, okay. So know? with a lot of these, these celebrity tweets, they have big, like Kim, there's people that are dying energy, you know? So that, that's just kind of one of them. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, maybe this will be better for the planet, but like also, a lot of people aren't going to be alive to see a better planet. So like, can you keep this to yourself? But a worse one 
was Whitney Port, and I cannot believe this is still up, you guys. It's literally still on her Instagram. She posted this picture where she's like sitting on her beautiful bathroom countertop, and she like she posted this caption where she's like, "Today's pretty crazy, blah blah blah." If you're sitting on your couch wondering what to do, like me, maybe you want to check out some of these bathroom pics, and like has a link to her bathroom renovation. We're like, Brittany, no one fucking, or sorry, Whitney. We're like, no one cares about your bathroom renovation. Honestly, true. Yeah. Or you, Whitney Port. Well, I mean, the, yeah, I forgot she existed until she put this out on Instagram. So I just the idea that anybody is trying to promote something through coronavirus, yeah. it, that is the cringiest. I mean, that's like you can't I cannot imagine somebody like somebody's handlers telling them. This uh, yeah, is I know. Idea. It's like. Yeah, really? She must not have crazy. anybody like checking that. Also, I'm going to be honest, I don't... No one's spending money on a bathroom renovation right now, and, like, also nobody cares. And as nice as those marble tile countertops are, it's not tile, marble countertops are, that blonde wood is a terrible choice to pair with it in that bathroom. <laughs> I don't know what she's thinking. That's no, the that real one, crime. That, that, one's, that one's pretty bad, but another one had bigger headlines. It was this Katy Perry one. Sarah? Oh, Yeah. I didn't think that one was so bad. Like the intention behind there was good, but there's this video of like Italian people singing stuff from their balconies. Um, and people just now it's a meme. Like people are just dubbing random songs over it. So somebody dubbed roar over it and like tweeted it as if it were real. And Katy Perry like yeah. quoted the tweet. Wait, it wasn't real. No. no, that's why we put it on the list no, because it wasn't real. I thought it was real. I read the list too. And I was like, I literally was like, why is this on the list? This is so touching. I started crying. Oh my God. I, I, I figured it I I figured it out the next day when the same group of people on the same balconies were singing Bitch Better Have My Money by Rihanna. I was like, something doesn't add up. They can't say all those <laughs> The other thing was too, I love she it. didn't even she used the picture of the Hungarian flag instead of the Italian flag, which is Especially egregious because, like, we should. If you've been to one pizza place, you should know what the Italian flag looks like. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm with you, Sarah. I'm gonna give Katy Perry a pass because yeah. this is totally something I could see myself doing. So, she's also newly uh, pregnant. Yes, she's also pregnant. She's busy. She also, I mean, she was trying to be positive about this, but I mean, that one was pretty cringy and really funny. So we we did talk about um, Joe is on the list, yes, right? His Viagra That's comments in the running for most cringy, and it doesn't seem like he's really walked yeah, it back at bad. all. But right, Chris? No, there's no way he will unless he literally gets sick. I mean, no, I haven't even looked at his thing yet, but I, I can't imagine he did. <laughs> and there's one of my favorite ones is from another Bravo lab, Sheena who basically tweet, I guess she must've had people over at her apartment or something, but she tweeted this like very self-righteous, righteous tweet where she's like, I'm not going to isolate myself inside alone for two weeks. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. And anyone who follows me will see that. And it's like, Oh my God. Unbelievable. Yeah. That, that, that arrogant position that she's taking. And it's one that a lot of people are taking is the one that makes me kind of mad. Yeah. Like, like, Joe saying that dumb shit is just dumb. Jamila Jamil just seems self-righteous. Whitney Port seems clueless. clueless. Sheena seems like an asshole. 
Yeah, it's and she also like I pray this virus passes soon and we can all go back to living our best lives. Like Sheena, your thoughts and prayers are not going to do shit. You're being a complete jackass. But she, I think enough people like told her that she did eventually kind of walk those statements back. Um, but it's just like don't don't speak on something so forcefully if you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I wonder if Lala will um postpone her wedding. Isn't it in April? Oh my god. Wait, how do we, that was such an oversight. How do we not include that one? Ah, we have to add it. Also, yeah, you Lala Lala talking. Um, she like, did she post it in a video or was it in an interview? I think it was like an Instagram live. Did she like, she like talked about how basically if she did get coronavirus, it wouldn't be so bad because she would be like, it would like make her more famous. I mean, she's not wrong. Like, like who who knew the name? I still don't know the guy's name, but like, who knew the name of Tormund from Game of Thrones? And I still then I've don't. Seen it ten times, to be honest. No, I know. I still I still don't really know his name. <laughs> I, I tried to read it, but but there are a lot of people. Who yeah, don't you know didn't even Lala put his real name on the list because <laughs> I didn't want to try and say it. it's like Christopher <laughs> Hoyt. I can't do it. But it is true that the, the earlier you get this thing, the more famous you can be. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna give Randall, Lala a pass too. She, what will Randall do? Her man's? What will he do? No, I'm not giving Lala a pass. That is so stupid. Oh, oh, see, yeah, I would, I would give her a pass because I, because I know Lala has a sense of humor. I feel like she's making, like, making that joke about it. I, I obviously, we're not gonna be too uptight about making jokes about coronavirus. Whereas somebody saying, "I'm not gonna stay inside, just watch me." is a level of arrogance that goes way beyond Lala. Yeah. Listen, Sheena also disagree. seems like she did it for attention. Well, I think the problem well, is like... I, and a lot of, Sheena does I feel like a lot of New Yorkers do this, especially, which is why I'm glad they literally gave us, took away the option for us to go to bars, which is like, they like to be like, I'm fucking from New York. My roommate is a rat. I pay $4,000 a month. I ain't scared of no virus. <laughs> <laughs> and people want to act tough. And it's like, you just stay home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Truly. Um, okay, what else do we have on the list? What else do we yeah. have on on the list? I mean, those are like honestly the best do ones. We talk about like Kelly Benzimone did something. Well, it's also the people doing. Yeah, she's also just stupid though, and it's like, um. All the people, like a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race queens are doing this. And I know some Broadway actresses being like, there's a discounted rate for my cameo. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch. Oh, like, yeah. I saw yeah. that on the Corona like, clearance for your cameo. It's so stupid. Yeah. I know. I get that you got to make money. Everyone's got to eat. But maybe just don't call it that. Like, think about the branding. <laughs> Yeah, it's Absolutely. next the level. New, <laughs> the newest one, though, is George Clooney's sister-in-law. Oh, Tala God. Alamun. I can't say her name. I can't, I'm not even going to try. Try that again. George Clooney's sister-in-law, a.k.a. Amal Clooney's sister, is selling luxury, non-medically approved face masks and hand sanitizer pouches for over $30 each on her fashion website. Sarah, your thoughts? Yeah, I just... It's not the time. Like, 
Uh, I don't know. I think that's gonna maybe, again, like, people are very stupid. And people have to, everyone has to realize this, like, people are extremely stupid. Someone's gonna buy this. I read that one of the materials it's offered in is denim. So people are literally gonna buy this denim face mask, wear it around, do risky stuff, (laughs) thinking they're protected because they're wearing a pair of jeans on their face. (laughs) Ah! I know. That one, I don't even know if it qualifies as cringy. At the same time, I will say everybody is freaking about freaking out about getting one of these face masks, but nobody can buy one. So she's got to make a lot of money off. I of mean, this. as long you know, I know, it's gonna but happen. it's like, yeah, I think it's. I don't like whatever. I think it's like at least if you're gonna do this, which I I think is very dicey. Like it doesn't seem like she's being transparent about what this actually does, which is nothing. <laughs> so. Again, it's right. Right. It's a bad look. Yeah. Also, like, how did she already? How did she already get these into like production? Well, see, the thing is, she like, didn't because you order it, you still have to wait eight to twelve weeks. So I'm like, what is the point of this? <laughs> no, that's so good. She did say that she all of the profits will be donated to the Red Cross Singapore. I think only a portion. Um, I don't know. I would also, say save your money. Who's just, there? Just donate yeah. the who's money at directly. The making them. That's a good point. I know. I will also say, okay, here's the other thing about these masks to get really cynical on you. So I'm walking down the street yesterday. One of the five times that I went out when I went to the doctor, I'm walking back to my apartment and I see a woman walking hand in hand with her like 12 year old son. She doesn't have a mask on, but he has a mask on. It's clear this kid is not sick. She's just trying to be protective of her kid. Fine. I'm not, I, I gotta, there's nothing wrong with her having that attitude, but the kid is like, he's wearing the mask lower on his face because he doesn't want to cover his nose with it. And he's like constantly like touching his face and his nose and moving it up and down. And it's like, this is exactly the opposite of what you want right now. Something that's just like on your face that has your kid touching his face constantly. It actually probably would have been more beneficial for him to have nothing on his face. It's just, there's this hysteria about it. And some of it is kind of ironic. I think you guys would agree. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, very early on into this whole um, outbreak pandemic, we had spoken to a couple of physicians in an article about, like, tips to travel, which is now obsolete because now don't travel. Uh, but in the beginning, they were like, "You just be careful, wash your hands, like, all this stuff. And they did say, don't get a mask because actually you're going to be fiddling with it so much that you might just be introducing more stuff that you don't want to your face because you're touching this mask. Yeah. yeah I mean, I so find it so hard not to touch. Have you, I've never in my life noticed how much I touch my fucking face until this thing came around. I rode the subway one time in the last week. Oh yeah. And the Teach him your time, song, Sean. You're my a hero. Song, Sarah, it goes like this. It's set to the Canadian national anthem. All right. You can borrow this Sarah, if you want it. it Which is like an ill no. taste. Great. Why is it an ill taste? It's a great song. <laughs> it goes like this. It's anti-American. Don't touch <laughs> Just kidding. Don't touch your fucking face. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your fucking face. I sing it over and over in my head, looking around at all the random people that are still riding the subway, thinking, if only they knew my song, we would all be safe right now. But then I got off the subway and I I swear to God, I've never been this paranoid in my life. I really was like, I walked in my apartment. I took off the sweatshirt that I had on that had barely like brushed up against a pole, threw it in 
my hamper, washed my arm, my hands. You know, what I mean? like it was the whole, it's the whole thing. I have never felt like that in my entire life. Thank God for that song. Cause I didn't touch my face. That at least I, I, can, I can hang my hat on that one. Yeah. How, how long is it? Like, can you sing it while you're washing your hands? How many times would you have to sing it? Through? Uh, it's about, it's about the length of happy birthday two times through. So that's, so that works. Chris, wait, you said that there's a song that you sing in your head when you're washing your hands. Oh, I do a monologue from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> when Shangela, <laughs> do you remember when Shangela, when Shangela season three, the sugar daddy monologue? No. Those that know. I don't watch the show. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> when she's like this one queen, this one queen says to her, like, I could also be beautiful if I had a sugar daddy that paid for everything. And she's like, who told you that I had a sugar daddy? I've never had a sugar daddy. If I wanted a sugar daddy, yes, I could probably go out and get one because I am what? Sickening. You can never have a sugar daddy because you are not that type of girl. Everything I've had for, I've worked for and built for myself from the ground up. So don't ever say I have a sugar daddy, you bitch. And then Damn. that's the end. And then, and like then you turn perfect... the faucet off and dry your hands. There you go. Exactly. You're done on bitch. That's awesome. I need to start <laughs> that's like timing out some some good songs. I think we're all getting a little sick of happy birthday. <laughs> mm-hmm, me too. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it too from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting travel.com slash Betches. Go to travel.com slash Betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash Betches. All right, guys. So we want to talk about what we have been binging and what we think you should be binging. But also, before that, we need to talk about how many shows that we love are being postponed, if you will. Their production is shutting down mm-hmm. because of this. Um, I, in particular, am devastated to see The Handmaid's Tale has been. The production shut down, and it's Elizabeth Moss's directorial debut. Um, but there's, like, so many things. Honestly, not gonna lie, I could, I could seriously see them working in some kind of killer virus into the next season of Handmaid's Tale, because that show already imitates life so much. We need to bring back, remember, I mean... Law and Order. I know we still got. Do we still have Special Victims Unit? Oh hell, fucking I, yeah! You know that SVU <laughs> is gonna be on this shit like next week. Dick Wolf is gonna be like, hmm. I know a sexual assault victim has coronavirus and they can't 
treat her because like you know they're going to do something wild with it oh totally or like the perpetrator is going to be a guy who's going around intentionally assaulting people and he has coronavirus and giving them that too and that's how they're able to track his victims I know. That's a good plot line. So I'm going to get Dick Wolf on the phone. But like, okay, so Stranger yeah. Thing, Euphoria, Atlanta, Morning Show, all of Netflix's productions just announced that they're all halting. But I think the one that got the biggest response, which is a reality show, is the new Bachelorette. That one had oh, a lot yeah. production. I which mean, makes sense. I mean, you can't get been like, Yeah. That would have been like a ticking time bomb because they're, you have like 30 people in a house they're jetting off to like various locations. Did they, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Did, wait, did they start production at all? Did they at least have the first night yet or no? I don't think so. Okay. That's lucky. See if that had started and then you had to send everybody home, wait several months and then start shooting it again would have been so awkward and they would have had to acknowledge it. So that one's kind of a bummer. Even like that's going to affect my, uh, us we have the, the the bachelor podcast i'm quite frankly wondering what we're gonna do because we plan on doing that show every single week chris you've been on that show many times uh like what are we gonna talk about during this off season you know what we can do we can use all of our I time to internet stock the shit out of the contestants that were already released thank you Ooh, that's a great point yeah you really do a background check I know. Yeah, I just nev- like that's an example. Deep enough dive. Yeah, yeah they're just gonna find one. They're crazy. Go ahead. No, go for it. Well, I mean, I was gonna say that this is just an example though of something where if this thing stretches on for months, because the Bachelorettes wasn't supposed to be that far away from now, we still could be in this social distancing thing and have nothing to watch. Can you, I was thinking about this the other day, Sarah? If Love Is Blind had been scheduled to come out on like September 14th or whatever before this weekend. It it was already like an eight out of 10 in terms of the amount that people I knew were talking about it. It would have been the most talked about show of all time if it had just come out a couple of weeks later. Cause nobody has anything to do. I mean, I think all these shows are going to get like a nice little boost because everyone's watching them. I'm hoping that the circle can get some love. I'm telling everyone to watch it. Mm-hmm. That's a show they could still make because <laughs> everybody is, is quarantined. That's honestly true. Like, I, I literally feel like I'm in the circle right now. So <laughs> we're filming it as we speak. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable. And it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, aka Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Luxe Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. 
fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. That brings us to our final topic, you guys, which is it's time for a little bit of Betch Flicks here on At Betches. I want to know what you guys have been binging since the social distancing started. Sarah, you go first. I'm going to be honest. I've been binge watching Real Housewives of Potomac and I finished it last night and it's excellent. <laughs> really? You got on Hulu and the Bravo TV app. I've never watched that, that series. Wait, you've been watching like that's all you've been it's- watching? Um, it's kind of all I care about right now. <laughs> yeah, you can't skip around when so, yeah. you're on Housewives. No, it's like I need to know what happens. And I'll tell you why Potomac is amazing. This is my quick elevator pitch. All the women are fucking gorgeous. And they're all very smart. So it's not just like idiots screaming at each other. Like there's a ton of actual real shit that goes on. Mm. I think there's also this thing. I, I, I learned this from watching Jersey Shore season one into season two and i've seen it on so many other shows since is reality shows are so much better before the participants become self-aware and famous so oh yeah the, the early seasons of roni or oc or beverly hills they might not have been better but they were realer yes. because people didn't need to keep everything quiet now on real housewives of new york they actually have unspoken agreements about what they will and especially on beverly hills forget about that one about the things that they will and will not even say like, we're not going to talk, talk oh, about yeah. that one topic, even though it should be the whole storyline for the season because they're all so famous. But on Jersey Shore, season one was lightning and ball. Amazing season yeah. of television. Season two, that people were already following them around on the boardwalk. They were too famous for their own good. I have a feeling yeah. Potomac is similar. Right? Let's talk about the husband. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think because the women come from money, so they don't get, like, I think they're they're not as swayed by like mm-hmm. suddenly having more money but i definitely know what you mean i think also because like some of the housewives will sue each other for like mentioning certain things on podcasts or on camera and it's like you can't do that I mean, yeah. like, it's a reality show you're supposed to lay bare <laughs> everything about your life and people are turning around suing each other for things you probably yeah. can't even really sue each other for which is crazy. Um, okay. Now I also want you to, yeah. we'll, we'll circle back to this, but Sarah, I want you to start thinking about what's the one show that maybe you didn't watch this week, but if our listeners are desperately looking for an amazing bingeable beginning to end series, I want you to give us that one as well. Chris, what have you been binging up there in upstate New York? Um, I just caught up on Atlanta housewives and then I've been watching this show on Netflix called paranormal survivor that's about to be <laughs> it's, like... on your Instagram story. yeah you you were like uh, i was i was enjoying your recounting of the stories well it's just like ghost stories with reenactments like it's not done well at all you can tell that they're using like the same few airbnbs to retell every story even i'm like that's the same house from like episode one um <laughs> but I, i'm into that shit so i went through that I watched all the Gabriel Fernandez documentary, which is like depressing as hell. Um, What else? Also, like I've seen it all a thousand times, but my, if you haven't, Bob's Burgers is like the best feel good. uh, Yes. It's it's, like, it's so good. And so like wholesome. I feel that it's, it's like, honestly, it'll, it'll surprise you with how much it makes you laugh out loud. In my opinion, 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one. Okay. So our very own Elise Morales, our friend who also co-hosts the Betcha Sup podcast said on their show yesterday, which is like, get out of my brain, Elise. She and her fiance have been binge watching Boy Meets oh, yeah? World on Disney Plus. And I was like, same girl. The first season, they're in sixth grade. All of a sudden, the next season, they're in high school. It doesn't make any sense to me. But it's, I've been watching so much Disney Plus content, it's bananas. Almost like I'm watching all the Pixar movies, all the Marvel movies. I'm watching wow. Disney Princesses. Frozen 2 just came Rain out. Honestly, dream. it's hot fire. It's a great movie. The music isn't quite as good, but it's still better than most. I, like the number of movies that I have watched in the last week is crazy. The show that I would suggest to people if you haven't caught up on and I just started watching an old season of is The Great British Baking Show. Are you guys up on this show? Oh, hell fucking yeah. Exactly. Speak, oh, like, I watched that, yeah. Like, okay, much like Bob's Burgers, it is a show that will make you, it will restore your faith in humanity. You'll, you'll be inspired yes. to bake. If you know nothing about baking by the end of but like three episodes you'll be talking about how they've underproved and overbaked things yes there's no way they laminated that dough enough times there's not, they're gonna the thing's gonna collapse on them like it's a whole it's like subculture to it going back and watching the old seasons i think mary berry is so much better than prue it's not even close the new hosts are not as good sarah noah can't hold a candle to cat no stop i love noel how dare you yeah it's just acquired you have to get there you just don't like Noel because he's new. No, here's the thing about Noel. Noel is talented. Yeah. He's got ah, a great voice. Guys, he's been on for like three seasons. Noel is talented. He's excellent. What's it? What, what's the other? I can't remember the other. Um, Sandy. 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 They're both lovable people, but their bits that they do are so cringy. I just can't. Paul Hollywood, though, is a treasure. He is I amazing. love them. He is indispensable. That is a great show. I'm pretty sure all most if not all of the seasons are on netflix right now and they even put out some like, classic seasons which that's the one that i went back and started watching because those were never available and there's like before. holiday it's, seasons oh the holiday episodes are yes. so good oh you guys so if you are looking for something to binge usually there's a lot of shows like one that i think sarah might recommend called parks and recreation <laughs> uh, that have a weird they have like kind of a um like a ramping up, like you have to acquire the taste over the course of the full first season. And then it gets better. Like a stick to it suggestion. Like people often say like, Oh, I watched three episodes of breaking bad. And the response to that is always stick with it. Cause it gets so good. But great British baking show does not require that. If after the first episode, you don't like it, it's not for you, but I'm pretty There's sure. There's no you'll way like you it. can't like it. Uh, but Sarah, um, I'll go in a different direction because if you want to be distracted, I think you need to get really riveted by something. So I binged um, all of The Stranger in literally one day. Um, and I think it's like, it's not very many episodes. It's adapted from um, Harlan Coben's thriller of the same name, The Stranger. Um, and it's all on Netflix. And he has also like a couple of other shows that he's also adapted that are on Netflix. So once you like blow through the stranger, you can go down like a little bit of a rabbit hole. Yeah. And also he um, was a guest host on the not another true crime podcast. So then we can just continue your rabbit hole. Yeah. So start with the stranger, watch all of his stuff, listen to the episode. We have like 360 Harlan Coben. Well, he was on your podcast this week and honestly, yes. he was so good. Like, he was fantastic. Great. Yeah, that was a great guy. I love that. He's written one. like 32 I mean, mysteries, so he 
He's basically thought of like every possible outcome to like every crime that could happen. Oh, can, maybe you oh should God, forget about Dick Wolf. He should write a coronavirus novel. Yeah. <laughs> story. Oh man. True. Um, I'll, I will say though, Sarah, you sent me something about Parks and Rec because Parks and Rec is so good for right now. There are literal episodes about quarantining. Uh, but you sent yes, me the flu episodes are good. Yeah, the flu episodes are good. But if Parks and Rec was in 2020, do you remember oh, yes. what you said? Yeah, I was like, Les, I I have a tweet. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, Sarah F. Carter. But I was like, Leslie is going to lead all hands on deck for movement to educate people about washing their hands. Tom was going to invent an alcohol that doubles. He would just like basically rebrand snake juice so that it doubles as a hand sanitizer. Um, (laughs) April would just like go around coughing on shit for fun. And obviously Jerry is (laughs) coronavirus patient zero. Oh, hundred percent. And Ben, and ben looks at the would camera. Be gone. Oh yeah, Donna would buy her own private island. But yeah. okay, I will tell you though, Sarah. Yeah, she's totally. She's already on the island. That's amazing. But in your original tweet, you said that Ben doesn't give it all the panic is about. If you tweeted this out today, you would say Ben can't believe people in Pawnee aren't taking this more seriously. That is like that's correct. actually. That's what would actually happen in Pawnee. Everyone would be walking around like putting their whole mouth. Over on the water fountain, the water fountain. Uh, like they would be like Pawnee would the rest of the state of Indiana would have 300 confirmed cases and Pawnee would have 7,000. Like that's how it would play out. Yes. Oh my God. That's literally true. It would be the hotbed for coronavirus. I know. And then you probably would have Ron Swanson <laughs> in his cabin in the woods with Chris Traeger, who insists on isolating himself because he can't compromise the microchip. I, guys, if you have Chris would be me, like Chris would be beside himself. He would, I, and and you know he would catch it. Oh, totally. I mean, that's that's just how it would have to play out. Um, Chris, do you have another suggestion for what people should be binge watching right now? Um, classic show. Like I'll tell I you for like example. The- mm-hmm. No, our friend Nicole told me now is the time to start watching Shit's Creek. Do you guys agree with her? Yes. Because I have. Well, first I've of watched all, two episodes. It's you good. should have already watched finished. it. Okay, that's on me. Okay, that might be my next show. Um, I think all of the all the crime docs on Netflix, like The Staircase. Um, is that really long? If you didn't though? watch, Ugh. I guess it's that's like what fourteen I need episodes. Watch. Have you watched The Jinx on HBO? Yes. Okay, yes. that'd be one that I would suggest if you're looking for true crime. Wait, Sarah, was that uh like who makes a fourteen episode show? That's so long. So typical Netflix. They're going to spend an episode on the architecture well, of the because... staircase and how they source the wood. <laughs> well, so I think it's because there was like, there was like a first, they like added to it because he like went to trial again. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. They continue to finally get into it. The plot thickens. There's, yes. Because there's also very interesting theories that they don't discuss, which Netflix also loves to do is like, not leave not tell both sides of the story i feel like <laughs> like the amanda knox Classic. documentary yes like i really think amanda knox was innocent but that documentary makes her like seem like a villainous like like nightmare. a weird like sex cult lady yeah for sure <laughs> and i'm like no she didn't do it she wasn't devastated because she knew the girl for two days like it's just bizarre yes agreed <laughs> Yeah. 
I mean, I watched I watched the whole first season of Making a Murder, which is kind of I think that's the number one true crime show to the to date. Period. Like more people probably, probably. watch that one than any of them. Yeah. Other than serial and like whatever, but that one, honestly, way too long. They could have cut half the shit out, and then they the came with the second season. season and I started watching. It. I just couldn't finish it. So Making like, Murder I also just... is another thing. Which one, Chris? It's another net. It's another Netflix. Uh, really pointing to one side. Yeah. They left out interesting things. Yeah, Netflix no. is not great with activity. <laughs> Well, they on sure that note, not. guys, they sure are not. I will say objectively, you both have done an amazing job on this podcast. I mean, we're we're really we're out here talking about Thanks the so tough much. issues so that <laughs> people can feel a little better about this time, this the panic time of coronavirus. Chris Burns, where can people find you on social media? Fat Carrie Bradshaw on Instagram and Fat Carrie Bishaw on Twitter. Sarah? You can find me Instagram and Twitter because consistency is key at Sarah F. Carter, Sarah with no H. And you can follow me at Radio Sean Ryan if you want to be disappointed because inconsistency is key with me. <laughs> be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about it. I know you guys, your, your friends are looking for something to fill the time. The At Betches podcast is going to be here every week like clockwork for you guys. So make sure to leave a review that says you loved Chris Burns and Sarah. Yes, thank you. And that's it on this episode. Uh, and Bye. we will be, yeah, that's right. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Betches.